You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And Claire. This is episode 138. And we are here with Nicole Christensen. She's back, everyone. Hi. And Hi guys. Campbell. Hi, Campbell. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Kalo, makers of the silicone wedding rings. As always, you guys can support the podcast by supporting Kalo, Q A L O dot com. They have the super cool engraved rings where you can get like hashtag hi Claire on your ring. Ooh. We should get each other BFF rings. I then, know. We really yeah. should. That'd be so cute. <laughs> you have like a secret message to your BFF or your spouse with the uh, ring. So get on it. You can get 15% off your order by entering code GGW at checkout. That's com and support the podcast. Kalo is an awesome company to work with. So please support them. We are here with Nicole, or we're not here. She's out. She's up in Boulder. She's in the we Boulder are land. In the interwebs with Nicole, and uh, we're going to talk about crossfitting when you're pregnant, crossfitting when you are newly unpregnant, and. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about the topic that is on everybody's mind because when this episode airs, the open is here. <laughs> so get ready to well, be. I feel so honored to be on the the week of the open right yeah i mean seriously it's, it's a big it's a big it week is, it is a big deal it's like you know i don't know what would be the example like what would be crossfit christmas crossfit yeah, holidays really crossfit, crossfit disneyland i mean oh, it's, it's all of it yeah and the, the crossfit the open makes people go crazy yeah totally. like, do you, you notice this nicole or is it just us making a big deal yeah i think people they get really nervous they get nervous the anxiety builds about what the first workout is and if they'll be able to do it and if they'll have to go to the scale division or if they'll want to go to the scale division all that stuff but i also think you know it's how you frame it too so every everybody has that one move where they're like okay i'll be fine as long as this doesn't show up so right, what's, totally. what's that move for you nicole oh i'm not a big fan of handstand push-ups i mean i know they're going to show up so i guess that's not a good thing i would not like to see heavy snatches okay that's amen reasonable. i can get amen. on board with that there you go that would be the thing i would just prefer not to see I'm what's gonna, your thing joy yeah What's what? What's your thing when you're like? Well, obviously muscle up because I still haven't had a muscle up yeah. yet. Maybe I know, I'll get but my I've first been one. Following your journey. Oh, have you? Yeah. Do you I have words of wisdom? No, but I feel like you should come to Boulder and we could like work on it. I was just gonna say that, I'm like Nicole. If Nicole can be my CrossFit spirit animal, muscle I just, up spirit animal. We just queen. posted one of our athletes. She got her first muscle up on her own. I didn't help her, but we've been working to make it a little bit better. And I just, I love, I love working with people on that movement. Okay. So, well, I come will, on up. We'll I'm gonna take it. you up on that. Awesome. I would say if, muscle if there's ups, muscle ups in the open, you should go up there and I do should. the open one. I should. Yeah, and you should come to our that, Friday night. Race. Oh, I would love to. And then Nicole can be like. Like, okay, this is what you got to do because you're so close. Because everyone keeps telling me, like, you're so close. I'm like, stop it. Isn't that like, annoying? Yeah. Well, it was funny because at the yeah at the gym the other day, someone's like, man, you have every movement you need. And I was like, if I did, I would have one by now. So they're like, you have everything you need to have a muscle up. I'm like, well, then I, why don't I have a muscle up? So I would say that movement, and I'm with Nicole on the snatches, like a heavy snatch. Nope. It's just not my not my thing. My jam. I w- would like to take this opportunity again to – flout the fact that I'm not doing the open. <laughs> You're not? No, because I just am not. Claire's making excuses. I'm not, because I just am not. I just I, am yeah. not. Well, and the, the the reason that I'm not doing it this year is I kind of have just gotten back in the gym after, because yeah. Miles was born at the end of October. Yep. And so I'm, I would say like today was the first one I had where I felt comfortable pushing myself. So I'm still kind of just getting my, my feet wet again in terms of, yeah. and I'm like, I'm still going to go and I love being there. But the open makes me crazy, and I just am not like physically in a yeah. place where I can go crazy at the moment. Well, see, that's that's actually something we would should champion in that you know yourself as an athlete. Agreed. It doesn't sound like you're you're running away. Yeah, of, I like 
like the open. I'm nervous. I just am not in a in a place where I can push myself to that degree at the moment. But I saw, if I was doing the open, yeah. My least favorite move, as everyone on this planet knows, is the wall ball. The wall ball. I interesting. Cannot I just like to this day cannot figure out how to do wall balls without hitting myself in the face. You okay, I watched mm. you do them a couple weeks With ago. With a ten pound wall ball. <gasps> but still you might have even been an eight pound wall ball. <laughs> okay. But you did them nonetheless. I can do them. Yes, I can do them. But they're I, there's just something about them. They're very. I get exhausted after like two wall balls. I'm like, all right, that's good. Thank you. Done. Because yeah. they're like a baby thruster. Yeah. Right. Yes. A baby thruster that requires hand eye coordination. That's. Yeah. What, we should change the name of the movement from wall ball to baby thruster. I, Except, can we change it to like demon baby thruster? Because baby thruster <laughs> makes it sound like kind of cuddly. Well, the ball's kind of cuddly. You know? Speaking of babies, hi baby. <laughs> so cute. Ah. She's very happy. She's like right on cue, baby thruster. I can totally (laughs) join this conversation. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I saw a picture on Dave Castro's Instagram today that had nothing to do with the open workout, but I'm sure it was driving everyone crazy. It was just like two cups of like whatever you drink. Two mate gourds? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. You know a mate gourd? uh, You're from Boulder, Nicole. You should know Everyone drinks out of those things. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, your cold brew mate gourd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he posted a picture of two – that's all it is. It's just two mate gourds with, like, the little bombija sticking out, the little straw. And I'm so impressed you know what the names of everything is. I'm like, I, what? Yeah, a, I, bamboo, no, could, a bamboozle? I, do you, I remember that I spent three months in Argentina. Yes. Yes. That's, what they, that's where the, okay. the mate lives. Yes. Anyway, that's all the picture is, and it just says 16-1. That's yeah. the caption, 16-1. Yeah. Two mate gourds. So – AMRAP fluid intake? Yeah. <laughs> AMRAP caffeine? And everybody is losing their shit in the comments. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's freaking like, out. Oh my God, is this like a kettlebell? Is this yeah. like a euphemism? For it's like, yeah. oh, and people, someone just, someone just commented, shoot me now. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, just shoot me now. My husband and I were cracking up. We're like, these comments are hilarious. They're like, they're like just losing it. I don't even know. <laughs> like, kudos to Dave Castro for totally capitalizing on how psycho everybody gets about the open. Yeah, it's great. So there was one year, the year that they did the open announcement at Roots, they like took pictures all throughout the day, put in an erg. This is like three years ago. So, you know, the idea of an erg being in an open workout was just crazy. Yeah. And how uh, can you expect everybody to have an erg? Yeah, they put all this equipment out on the floor, you know, posted about it. And then nobody, you know, they didn't use any of it. Yeah. It's good. It's good for, it's good for everybody. Yeah. Mott boards, two of them. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I got nothing. Uh, I, yeah. I was like, I, you could go so many ways with everything. that. Everything. Like literally you could. You could that's teams of two. That would be interesting. Two minutes. Yeah, it could be two anything. I'm like a ma- and so, yeah, yeah. mate gourd looks kind of like. What did he post last year that everyone was like, oh, pistol? Because oh, yeah, he the... just posted like a gun or something. That's right. Yeah. And everyone was like, it's pistol. And I don't even remember what it was. It had nothing to do with the workout. Yeah. It was almost like. See, that's the big key. It has nothing to do with the workout. Right. Has, have, have they had pistols in the open? No. No. Uh-uh. That'd be fun. I could yeah. see them doing pistols in the open because you could you could pretty you could modify it with like just air squats. Or I I'm thinking that this year maybe not in the open, but I think in regionals. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I know pistols in the open sounds like a know, terrible I idea that too. I think we're gonna see freestanding handstand pushups at regionals. Huh. That's my that's my prediction. You heard it here first. Interesting. Do you think that they will have bar muscle ups, Nicole? Have they ever had bar muscle? It's interesting. I actually, given how many bar muscle ups have been programmed on the main site, so we follow the main site on a two week delay, and it's actually pretty funny. 
every year we follow the main site on a two-week delay and the workouts leading up that week are like the exact same loading or the movements like they definitely i don't know if they give hints but they're definitely doing the movements right they're not the just week's. pulling it out of nowhere no yeah definitely because i remember one year we like programmed thursday and it was like push jerks and light deadlifts and then it was that amrap that was like push jerks and light deadlifts oh yeah and, and, uh, and box jumps and box jumps and i was like well that went well i guess <laughs> everyone's like why would you do that i'm like like i would know um <laughs> Yeah, um, I you know Barma. Here's the thing: when they when they made the scale division last year, this is my take. This isn't CrossFit. This is my take. When they made the scale division last year, they basically said we're going to do whatever we want because now if you don't have a piece of equipment, you know if, they're basically saying like if you want to make this a regional effort, like you have to you have to be prepared. You have yeah. to have everything you need. So I I don't know. I, it's funny you said that. I could definitely see bar muscle ups. I think so, and I think well, I feel like a bar muscle up obviously is is different than a ring muscle up but if they've had ring muscle up so frequently before like it wouldn't be yes. a very big jump at all right and they've always had they've always had the that movement for sure yeah and that could easily be like just the next step up from chest to bar pull ups and the um, other thing i was talking to somebody today about how people get so pissed when they sign up for the open and they can't do like even the stuff in the scale division and part of me we kind of were talking about like even though they do say like yeah the open is for everyone i think the asterisk there is the open is for everyone who has a solid foundation of the or like who who can complete the foundational movements and it's like okay i'm sorry if you can't hold a pvc over your head and do an air and uh, do an overhead squat but like the, the open is not for you like well, the, i think it's like anything you know yeah. there are going to be one online competition with two you know divisions scaled and rx isn't going to be able to accommodate every single person out there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, at some point, and we hear it a lot from our athletes, like last year, a lot of people were like, well, I have double unders and I have to do single unders because I have to scale this workout and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. I mean, you know, I get that. But, you know, there has to be a line drawn, I'm sure, at some point yeah. where it's like we have to figure out how we're going to accommodate the most number of people so that people can participate yeah and the other um, thing that the thing that irritated me about that one was people were like oh i i don't want to have to you know i can't whatever it was i think it was like muscle ups or right. heavy or something and it was like oh i'm so sorry that you have to do an easier version of this right right like yeah are we really complaining about that okay totally so do you have a prediction for 16-1 i don't really i don't think for some reason i feel like we're not gonna see a repeat this year interesting yes i don't know why that's just how i feel for no, I have no information or knowledge. Um, yeah, I'm thinking we won't see a repeat. And I don't, I also think that with the scale division, the ordering of the events, like in the past, the, the chest to bars have always been kept toward the end. Sorry. No, it's fantastic. It's like the cutest thing in the world. I'm like, I want to hold this baby. Yeah, Joy's just sitting over here. Her eyes are all big. Joy loves. <laughs> I I Joy I like I'm the one with a baby and Joy still loves my baby potentially more than I do. <laughs> She's more excited to see him at least. That's definitely true. <laughs> I like to hold babies. They're fun. This one's crazy. Yeah, I I don't really have a prediction. I just think that we're not gonna see like in the past. You know, chest bar pull ups came last, and mm. then those sort of moved up the the weeks. And then you know, last year with the muscle up being the first movement in a workout, I just think that honestly like anything's fair game this year they've set the precedent and they need to set that precedent i think because it the the field is so wide and there's not really enough room to have like 
tests that accommodate more of the population, I guess, because you're trying to find the fittest. So it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone can't do the open. It's just that that RX division is, you know. Right. It's actually, we're looking at legitimate professional athletes here. For sure. I agree. And I think, you know, like the argument that like you, you know, we're sending to people, people to regionals who don't even have muscle ups. Yeah. No bueno. Yeah. It's definitely getting more intense. Do you think we're going to see newbies emerge? Like Mm. people on the leaderboard? Or do you think it's going to be mostly the, the usual peeps? There will always be new people coming up. I mean, there's going to be a whole division of teens and. Oh my gosh. Right. What the heck? Yeah. That are going to kind of, can we just break out? All be sad that we didn't have Maddie Myers' childhood right now. Yeah. Well, but it's like any Olympic athlete, you know, like you see these kids, like I know, like in the swimming world, like I'd swim against kids when they were 14, 15, and then all of a sudden they're 16 and they have like Olympic trials and then they're 18 and they're going to the Olympics and you're like, what? And I think it, it's going to be the same with, with CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun though. It's going to be fun. I love these five weeks. Your gym does a Friday night lights thing. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. we do Friday night lights and we have a different title sponsor every week. And then we do food and happy hour. Yeah, we've got some really great people involved with it this year. And we usually have around 150 athletes sign up. And they we run heats from 4.30 until 7 at night. And we have a judging team and we do it that way. That's so fun. How many members does Roots have? Uh, we hover around 400. Oh my um, gosh. That's a good community. It sounds big. Whenever I say that, I'm like, oh my god. But there's probably just over 300 regular sure. active WAD members. And then we have a large number of like maybe 75 people that are either in women's only program or Olympic lifting club, USAW club or endurance, yeah. or kids or teens. There's that. That's bread. I wish yeah. I knew how the open workouts were designed. Like, do they just sit all year and like throw things at the wall and see like, <laughs> what are we going to put this year? Or let's be I honest, just, is Dave Castro just going to wake up on Thursday and be like, yeah, like uh, what if he just says, I changed my mind. No. Um... <laughs> And he's going to be like, ha-ha, those suckers with, those, with that gourd. I just they envision like a, a big wall of, of post-it notes. Yeah, that he's just literally throwing yeah. darts at. Uh-huh. Did you ever I, see that Andy Dick skit about, about George Bush speechwriter? No. No. It would be similar to that, where yeah. he's like, I take, I take the best ideas and I sleep on them. Literally. And he has like a bed just full of uh, note cards with words like America. <laughs> and then he wakes funny. up and, and he's like, and I see which ones stick. And he like pulls a note card off his chest. <laughs> Oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny to see what sticks literally. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could be like, like if they're all, okay, we're going to make everyone freak out about this movement or yes. I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of funny. I have no idea and I've actually never asked them. But so I was on a gig like a number of years ago in Arizona and I was with Chris Feeler and Jason Kalipa and I think, yeah, Eric O'Connor and, uh, our flight was late on Sunday night, and so we were just hanging out at the gym, and we were throwing a football, and Dave was in town, so we came by the gig, and we were just hanging out, and we started throwing a football around, and Eric O'Connor had been like a high school quarterback, so he's throwing it, and we're throwing it back and forth, and then Jason and Chris both try and throw this football, and they couldn't. Like, they were so bad at throwing. <laughs> I mean, terrible. And then you know, five months later or whatever at the games, there was that softball toss. And I swear to this day, I still think like Dave saw that. He was like, these are supposed to be some of the fittest athletes in the world. They can't throw an object. (laughs) (laughs) Make that a test. Noted. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm still, I still stand by 
the fact that I one year we're gonna see the limbo. The yeah. limbo. Claire really thinks I the limbo. I really gonna... want the limbo to be in the open because uh, it's like well. accuracy, <laughs> balance, flexibility. It's measurable. How low can you go? <laughs> right. It is. Like you, it requires accuracy. Yeah. Precision. There's so many things that are you know. It's fair. It's totally. totally. But the only thing is you have to have a Beyonce song or something playing. Right. Like, right. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that's true. Although, or they could get like, you know, Imagine Dragons to redo the limbo, like with like limbo trap. Right. That could happen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Nicole, are you still doing a level one seminar? I am. Yep. Cool. How uh, often are you doing that? I'm traveling about twice a month. It's a good balance with two kiddos. And yeah, it's good. I'm going to El Paso this weekend. So I'll do the first open workout probably on Friday morning before I leave and then um, head down there. All right, so Claire, take it away. Let's All right, talk. We're gonna talk 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 babies and CrossFit. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So how old is Campbell? She is eight, almost eight months on the thirtieth. Ooh. She was born what? End of June? Yep, June thirtieth. And then how old is Harriet? Harriet is two years and five months. So You're just still twenty nine months cheeks on the planet. The best. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, she's um she's working hard to maintain those. Yeah, she's milking um, it with those cheeks. Totally. Usually she, by uh, like two years, those cheeks are long gone. No, she she's good. You know, I've caught her literally with the um, butter dish in her <laughs> mouth, like literally like biting the butter off the butter dish. Uh, that's that's my girl. <laughs> she has a very strong love for cashew butter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's doing her part. Hey, that's reasonable. You have, let's just start here. If you had yeah. an athlete who walks up to you and says, Nicole, I just found out I'm pregnant. You know, I really, really want to keep crossfitting for as long as I can. My doctor says it's okay, but yep. I don't know where to start. What yep. do you tell them? I always tell them to come in and talk to me. We, I always do it. I always meet with all my ladies that are pregnant if they want to. And we start with basically just going over what they've been doing and kind of where their fitness is generally. And then from there, basically make a three-month plan. So they're covered up through the first trimester. And the overarching things I always tell them is, number one, they get to have a little bit more say in <laughs> when they scale back. Sure. So, you know, the coaches are always, it's an interactive process. Hey, I want to do this weight. No, you should go a little heavier, all that stuff. I make it really clear that kind of like they're the boss of their body. I make it really clear that they're going to have days that they probably don't want to come into the gym. But I really believe that maintaining consistency through that first trimester is so vital in staying active through your entire pregnancy. And if you take the pressure off working hard and you make the only goal to walk through the door and start the class, that that pays off dividends through the the next two trimesters. And then, um, you know, I basically just tell them to, to go by feel and go by day. I'm not a big, I don't really believe in the heart rate thing. You know, I think that... Can you explain um, that a little more? Like yeah, I, yeah. For someone who's so like, like, uh, what? Yeah. You know, a lot of doctors are like, oh, monitor your heart rate. You should, you know, you shouldn't take your heart rate X beats or whatever. I really believe that women have an built-in ability to know where they, exactly where they need to be. Yeah. I've, I've never, I, it's so funny. I see that all over the internet. People are like, well, what if they go too hard? I've never, I mean, I've coached now 20 pregnant women. That's never been the problem of, oh, you're going too hard. You need to back off. It's a self-scaling process. They know how to do it. So 
I, I try to steer them away from heart rate in the sense of making it be something that right, it's not whatever black and white. It's not black and white, and it's whatever resonates with them. If heart rate is what resonates with you, great, and I make that clear. But if being at a talking pace resonates with you, great. If saying, hey, when there's workouts with rounds, I'm going to take a minute between rounds and I'm going to stand there. If it's saying, I'm just going to move through it, and you know, if I'm three minutes slower than the last person, I'm just going to stop. Whatever it is, it needs to be something that makes them feel good, I think, rather than this like, well, if your heart rate is above X beats per minute, yeah. then you must be going too fast. I, I just think a lot of people get really nervous about the heart rate thing. I don't know. I guess that's my own cause. I just yeah, think. I agree women... with that. I wore a Fitbit for the first uh-huh. couple weeks and yeah. and it just stressed me out so much to constantly be checking the Fitbit constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly. And what I ended up doing, at least for the first and second trimesters before my movement was really limited, mm-hmm. was my test for myself was whether or not I could whistle. Yep. And mm-hmm. so it was just like, all right, do I have enough air and saliva and control over my breathing that I can whistle? Totally. And if so, great. And if not, then I need to stop. Yeah, exactly. Like I think what you just hit the nail on the head is about the stress of the heart rate. There's so much crap out there about how to work out when you're pregnant, what to do, what not to do. It just creates stress. And like one of the best ways to, you know, have a happy pregnancy is not to stress. <laughs> yeah. So if you create all these things of like, well, my heart rate has to be this, or I have to do this, it's just added stress. And I think there's a lot of different ways that women can figure out what works for them. And it doesn't have to be this number that they're monitoring. Yeah. And I think it's great too, to kind of empower that, you know, empower pregnant women to be like, listen, you do know your body. Totally. This is your call. You know, this is the process that's happening to you and it's, you know, nobody else, including your doctor. And, you know, like, yes, they should be a part of that conversation. But for me, something that was really great about it was sort of like, it let me feel like I was able to more kind of like own the process that was happening to me. Right. And like, okay, I'm, I'm an active participant in this. This isn't just sort of something that is happening without my permission. Although it did also feel like that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nothing's ever made me more frustrated when people have been like, oh, is it really hard to back off? And I'm like, no, No. it was actually the most natural, normal human process I've ever experienced. Like it's just, it's, it's a natural process. That's like the time I remember we interviewed you the first time around or the second time. I can't remember where you're like, when you were pregnant and someone's like, oh, are you upset? You're not doing regionals (laughs) or something. And you're like, uh, I'm, having a baby so no (laughs) i know a little bit of a trade-off here that i'm cashing in on very well aware of what's happening right now i'm very happy yeah that's how i I think that just hammers home the thing of like when you have when you do the process when you when you're in it it just is really clear that all this stuff that you hear is just it couldn't be further from the truth about how women actually approach being pregnant and crossfitting and exercise in their health when they are pregnant something that i always like we have people who write to us a lot and say you know claire i know you just you know had a baby like i'm i just found out i'm pregnant what do i do yeah and the thing that i always tell them is you know you know what normal feels like mm-hmm. and so keep doing what you're doing until it stops feeling normal and then right. scale back to where it feels normal again but i think that that's you know that instinct thing where it's like it's very instinctive to stop when something feels off and, and you would do that even if you weren't pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I remember you would go in the gym, Claire, and you would say one day I'd walk in, there'd be a completely different movement or there'd be something that I would do that would feel completely different. And yeah. I would just wouldn't be able to do that anymore. And almost every time you went into the gym, it changed. Yeah, especially you, in my third trimester, yeah. as I got bigger and bigger. It was like, okay, what what's, what's this going to feel like today? Or, or Coach Mike would be like, so, you know, how are you scaling this? And I'd be like, I don't know. Let's find out. Right. Like right. I, the biggest example of that for me was I walked in one day and – 
I tried to swing a kettlebell and I just from between two days prior when I had been in there, I had lost the ability to brace my core. Mm. And I was like, well, kettlebells are off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that was totally. pretty late. That was probably like week 32 or so. But yeah. it was just like, that's that. And it was, there was never a point where I was like, no, I have to keep doing this. Right. Yeah. And I think also people sort of give pregnant women this rap of like, I think a little bit that like damsel in distress thing gets tacked on, especially when you're pregnant of like, oh, you're in such a delicate state. And it's like, you know what? I'm freaking growing a human right now, actually. So I don't know what you've done today so far. (laughs) Oh, my God. I remember that. So I was in the gym and I was deadlifting. And I don't know. I was deadlifting something heavy-ish, but not heavy, not pregnant. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got home and I think it was like a bunch of bags of groceries. I was tired and my feet were all swollen. And I was like, honey, can you bring in the groceries? (laughs) And he was like, I saw what you were deadlifting today in the gym. I'm not helping you. And I was like, ugh. Where do I get the sympathy? The I totally screwed myself on that one. I went on a rafting trip when I was like, I don't know, 14 weeks pregnant. And every and it was all girls and they all knew I was pregnant. And they didn't let me lift anything. That's they were it. like, oh, let me get that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you, but uh, or I was, and but then I did lift something. They're like, you shouldn't do that, and I was like, mm, do I out myself? Do I tell them actually this is like I was cleaning 85 pounds, you know, the day before I got here. That's so so for you, what was was there anything that was just totally off the table? And then what was your favorite scale? For example, I was super excited when I stopped being able to do burpees, and then I had to do them again for the first time, and I was like, oh, I really did not miss these. <laughs> Let's see. I hated rowing and okay. I feel like I remember you saying that. Did you like running though? I didn't mind running. Running was fine. I was the opposite. I just took my time. I could not run. I remember the first time um, you said you had to scale a run, you got really upset. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like and I would I would run and if running just didn't feel great that day or if I just didn't want to like blow up my heart rate or whatever, I would just drag a sled That's like fair. for half the distance. I just and my then, hips just couldn't couldn't hack it with the run after a little while. Yeah, I mean and that I think that speaks to like it's so funny cuz everyone wants like a black and white answer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than like a regular day at the gym, like scaling people. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants like, okay, so I'm pregnant. So what do I do? And it's like, well, you might like this. You might feel good about this. A lot of women clean and snatch when they're pregnant. I didn't do any of it. I did dumbbells. I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't feel right to me. I don't think it's bad to clean or snatch at all, but yeah. not if you don't like it. <laughs> On the flip side, like I did muscle ups when I was pregnant with uh, Campbell for the open and people were like, I can't believe you would jeopardize like oh my gosh. falling. I remember seeing it because didn't, didn't the main site post that on their yeah. Instagram and everyone like, oh, uh, maybe they did. They pro- yeah. Maybe they like repost it. Yeah. And yeah. people were like, I can't believe you do that. And it's so funny because it's like, so in my I'm like, I don't feel comfortable putting cleaning a barbell by my belly or snatching by my belly. And some women are like, I don't feel comfortable doing a muscle up. But all it says to me is that they know their body and they're doing what's right for them. <laughs> well, I think what you I'm know? hearing both of you guys say is that's the key is, is people walk in wanting a blueprint if yep. they're pregnant for the first time and they want to get advice about how to work out and how to work with their sure. body as they're carrying this baby. And it's so clear that you both are like, you have to really take it one day at a time and listen to your body first and foremost because everyone is so different they're so different and they have and that's why it's important i think to have a good place a good coach a good plan so that you can figure out what's going to work for you 
Yeah. And I totally agree with you that you said the more you can get just through the door in that first trimester, the better off you'll be in your second and third. I have a lot of friends who are recently had babies who I know through CrossFit and well, not a lot, three. And all of them or none of them worked out in their first trimester. And mm-hmm. thus they were did not work out their entire pregnancy. And granted, they all had really tough morning sickness, really tough, just horribly, horribly sick. But they couldn't come back mm-hmm. after taking off the first trimester. It was like by the time they got to the second trimester, their body was so different yep that they couldn't get back into it totally and that was something also that people would always ask me about and in my response is always you know I, I couldn't go more than two or three days out of the gym because if I did I was walking into the gym four days later with a totally different body interesting and like I needed to you know be there for that transition because if I took a week off it took me another week just to catch up to what I you know to what my body was telling me yeah I mean I just think stay, yeah staying in the gym is just uh it's true when you're pregnant and when you're not pregnant. <laughs> That's true. Yes, it's very true. <laughs> One thing when I was, you know, kept working out, when I was working out during my pregnancy, I kept saying like, if this, if like, if working out knocks down my labor by 10 minutes, it'll be worth it. And then I ended up having this like horrific 36 hour debacle of labor. And so therefore that goal was, I mean, I don't know, maybe it would have been 36 hours and 10 minutes long if I hadn't been doing CrossFit. <laughs> but see, it's so funny. So that cracks me up. So like people will do, they'll come up to me like, oh, this workout was like way worse than labor. And I'm like, what the hell kind of labor did you have? Because <laughs> I I can guarantee you that I've done all these CrossFit workouts and I've never finished a CrossFit workout. I've been like, oh man, that was worse than labor. <laughs> I, I don't know. See, I'm okay, like, I would, even after having a hellish 36-hour labor, I still think 14.5 was worse. Seriously, Claire? Like, I, <laughs> okay. I, I've done that three times since... I don't, I think you underestimate the amount of like, just here's the other thing that I think is true about 14.5 is that I don't have any of like the helpful hormones that let me forget what happened. Right. <laughs> and I didn't get the epidural at the end of 14.5. Mm, that's true. <laughs> that would be really nice if you could be like, that's I'll take thing, an epidural like, for I this mean, workout. I mean, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that's amazing. Like, Hi, that can- I'd like the pain-free option. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now that does resonate with me in the workouts. Hi, I'd like to do Fran with no pain. Jack, we had some just shoot me up. I can't remember who it was. Somebody was talking about like the thing that they liked about yoga, other than that, that they didn't find in CrossFit was that if yoga was hard, you could just find child's pose. Totally. It's like, ah, oh, man, I am really not feeling this fifteen round of Fran. I'm just gonna find child's pose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a rest. Like, if at any time you need to yeah. take a rest, just find child's pose. Yeah. Uh, what's Claire doing? Oh, she's just finding child's pose. Just savasana. <laughs> but I will say that, despite the fact that it did not benefit me in the way that I was hoping in my labor, I think it made my pregnancy so much more bearable. Oh, okay, yeah. And it just made me feel like, you know, on days when I just thought this is, I mean, I did not love being pregnant. It was, I didn't have a bad pregnancy. I just didn't love it. Yeah. yeah. And there were days when I was like, what is my body even doing right now? Like I'm hungry, but I'm nauseous, but I'm full and I'm, but like, I can't, like, I can't physically eat enough to not be hungry anymore because my stomach is like in my throat. <laughs> but if I could still have that one hour a day where I was like, all right, my body is doing whatever the hell it wants, but this mm-hmm. one hour a day, I am the boss. And that was kind of nice. Yeah. And it also was kind of fun to go to the CrossFit Games pregnant because everyone was like, oh, that was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So postpartum, 
I have found is has been a lot harder, first of all, than I thought it was going to be, but also harder than cross-sitting pregnant was, most likely because you have kind of a gap. Mm-hmm. So when you, after you had your babies, did you, did you take six weeks off? Did you start getting back into it? How did you approach that? Yeah, so with Harriet, I took a hard six weeks off, didn't do anything other than like walks. With Campbell, I started dragging a sled at like four weeks, I think, a little bit earlier this time. Did you have cesareans with either of them? No. Okay. Yeah, so I just started dragging a sled for like a week and then I got in the gym and I did a little bit of stuff, just kind of not really a workout, just kind of moving through you know squats and deadlifts Mm -hmm. with pvc pipe and stuff but yeah i do think i do think that people are not generally prepared for the abrupt hole that they get into yeah (laughs) when they have the baby because the change is really small and incremental as you become more and more and more pregnant and then it's this very massive change right you walk into the hospital pregnant and you walk back out three days later not pregnant right exactly and so i think that that's a big thing you know that that people don't always grasp what that means or what that's going to feel like. I mean, I remember when I had Harriet, I don't even know why, but it was like, it was like the first real workout I did sometime after I was back and we did Grace. And it took me so long compared to what I had done like right before I got pregnant. And I just remember thinking like, I don't know how I ever went that fast. Like I was, it was such a gap. And the way I describe it to women now, which just trying to prepare them as I say, you know, it took your body nine months, 10 months, let's be honest, uh, (laughs) to get there. It's going to take you like a third the amount of time to get out of that hole of when you start working out again. Mm -hmm. Such a thing. So if you take six weeks off, you've still got another three months. And that's three months of, you know, being pretty darn consistent, like three days, four days a week, you've got, you know, until you're back to a a decent groove where you're happy with, you know, baseline performance. Yeah, I definitely I mean, Harriet, I bounced back pretty darn quick. Campbell was definitely it was harder. Like I was a little bit I carried a little bit more weight afterward. I was this I I gained the same amount of weight, but it just didn't fall off the way you know, it did the first time. And you figure it out. But I, I definitely think that uh, it's a surprising thing for a lot of women of, of what that feels like afterward. I think for me that like the big a big surprise I was surprised just in general about how hard postpartum was like that was probably the hardest thing for me about being pregnant and having a baby was that nobody had really told me like oh and by the way you're gonna cry every time you pee for the first two weeks. Or like, yeah. hey, by the way, you're going to need help sitting up from the couch for the first, you know, week and a half. And like that just literally was not on the radar for me at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then when it was like, when I went to that six week postpartum appointment and she was like, all right, you can work out again. I was like, I don't even think. Like, <laughs> I, didn't she I, clear you for intercourse? Yeah. And, and she like, was like, and you're nothing's going for, near me. Yeah. She was like, there. you're cleared for intercourse. I was like, can we aid? Stop calling it intercourse. And she kept asking me, she was like, have you had unprotected intercourse since your delivery? And I was like, and she was like, asking me all these questions. And I was like, let's just get something straight. I have not had intercourse since my delivery. You don't need to ask me about all these like subsets of different oh types of them. That's hilarious. But she, yeah, she Nothing like, is coming near me. Yeah, she's like, you're clear for that. And I was like, that's what you think? Yeah, my doctor, I remember my doctor was like, you can work out, but have you worked out? You've probably worked out. And I was like, no, I listened to what you said. And she's like, oh. It's like, what? Like, what kind of impression did I give you that I wasn't going to listen to your instructions? Yeah, so she was like, yeah, yeah, right. Showing up to your to your uh, delivery in a sports bra. 
so she was like, okay, you know, you're clear to go back to work out. And I just kind of looked at her and was like, it's only been like three weeks since I have even like felt like a human again. Like, you know, that six weeks was over, you know, and I thought about it like just abstractly six weeks seems like a long time but in the world of my body at that point six weeks was like I am really not ready to lift weights or run good lord yeah you know like the thought of running was just like it's just gonna be everything is looking to be all over the place (laughs) and even now it's been what four months and I today would say I just for the first time did a workout where I pushed myself so I don't know it's been interesting it's definitely been I I remember a lot of people telling me telling me like you know my first workout back I was way weaker than my sorry Joyce taking a video just keep talking (laughs) and I can't I can't play it cool it's so funny being like you know my my wonder at max like you know I, I could clean more at 40 weeks pregnant than I could at four months postpartum and I was like that's ridiculous but now I totally get it so what do you tell moms when they first come back in for that first workout back um I tell them that I want to see them three times a week for the next two weeks because I think what happens is they come to that first workout and they're like oh what this is not what I expected <laughs> yeah. at all and it actually I learned that from experience I had two women that did exactly like that they came back for their first workout and it was such a mental hole for them that they didn't actually come back then for like two months right. and I was like oh that didn't work I'm gonna have to try that again then it's that much harder and so I think mm-hmm. if you you know usually you know they put their membership on hold so then when they're ready to come back they email us and I'm like and that's when I kind of know to shoot them an email and be like this is the time for you to make sure that you know you've got something want to watch your kid or you've got a way to make sure that you get here three times a week for the next two weeks and once they get into that routine of coming back and through that was those first two weeks then it's then they can kind of see the you know progression out of the hole but that first workout just I don't think people really know I don't think anything can really prepare you for how different you feel compared to when you're pregnant or when you were not pregnant. So yeah, so I tell people, make sure you come three times a week. And then I tell people that in the same way that you took movements out over the course of 10 months, you're going to put them back in in the same way. So we don't have people... I don't recommend that people do kipping pull-ups for the first two months after they have, after they come back. We keep the loading slowly progressing back up. All that, all that stuff that slowly got pulled out or pulled down as they got pregnant, we go back to it in that same way. So with the idea that, okay, so over the course of three months, you're moving from, you know, doing dead hang pull-ups or with bands or without bands, but not kipping to progressing to kipping and then being able to do ab mat sit-ups, taking your loads and starting really light and then progressing those back so that at the end of three months, you're kind of saying, okay, I'm got the checkbox to, to do whatever movement comes up as it's written. For you, what was the hardest coming back in? Did you have a moment of like, oh my God, I really thought I was gonna be able to do that? I don't know if that was it. I think I just, I wasn't prepared this one as much as the, like with the, with Harriet, it was just, we had a baby and it was great, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just kind of, it wasn't stressful. It was just really fun. It was, it was awesome. And then with Campbell, I definitely remember my mom was here for like the first two weeks and <laughs> then she left and I was still on maternity leave and she was leaving that morning and I had like both kids and I just remember being like a five-year-old being like wait you're gonna leave me here with these two kids no, like by <laughs> and I think that was more the moment of like in the bigger picture of okay I want to work out but I don't even know how I'm gonna manage that right like physically get to the gym with all of these pieces yeah Exactly. And I mean, I don't, it's fantastic and it's awesome, but I don't know if like someone's like, Hey, should we have our kids 19 months apart? I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, do it. 
I mean, it's wonderful and, and I think it's great, but you know, I don't know if I'd just jump at that recommendation to somebody. Um, so yeah, I think it was more just the bigger picture of like, this is a definitely a different focal point of working out than I've had in the past. Cause I mean, with Harriet, when I came back, you know, my goal was to qualify for regionals that year. And then we ended up going team. I think I got the last spot in regionals that year, but then we just, all the girls on our team decided to go team. But with Campbell, it was just sort of like initially kind of figure out some level of how this is going to work on a daily basis. Yeah, kind of more just... Try having to ease back into it with a but it's, less you know, of a focus. Yeah, and it's totally cheesy, but I use this example all the time where it's like, you know, in CrossFit we say you fail at the margins of your experience, and when you don't have a kid and then you go to having a kid, you fail for like <laughs> the first month. You're just like, I'm shooting myself in the foot every single day. Like, I thought you said I'm shitting myself in the foot. No, shooting. But that um, also... <laughs> Um, you know, and then you acclimate and you're like, yeah, okay, I got this. Here's my routine. Like, yeah, okay. I put my kid down at this time and I wake her up at this time. And this is when I do my emails and you know, I've got that. And then you have another kid and you're like, oh, I've expanded the margins of my experience again. And now I'm shooting myself in the foot again. And then, you know, you do that for like six weeks, a month, whatever. And then you figure it out and you're like, okay, here we go again. I think figuring that out was really helpful that it's like um, one of my best friends told me, she's like, everything's a phase, you know, wait six weeks and see where, see where you're at. And it's, it has been really true for us, whether it's a sleeping pattern or our two year old, you know, throwing things off the counter or whatever. butter out of the butter dish. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Everything's a phase and that's just kind of comforting in a lot of ways. So, yeah. (laughs) And as far as helping, helping women, uh, pregnant women who are doing CrossFit, Claire and I, I remember talking about this with you, Claire, that you said that you shouldn't really be doing anything that you haven't done before. So if someone was like kind of brand new to CrossFit and then they're like, oh, I'm pregnant. How do you see that? Yeah, the idea of a woman starting CrossFit that's never done it when she's pregnant doesn't actually scare me that much. Okay. It doesn't scare me at all. Nothing scares you, Nicole. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think from my perspective, what like that advice comes from the place of like, it, you know how your body is supposed to feel and that should be your baseline. Yeah. But it's like, if you've never done any of these moves before and you don't have a baseline, it's a lot harder for me sure. to, you know, say, here's how you can look right. at that. Yeah. And it's, you know, CrossFit's infinitely scalable. You know, we say that all the totally. time. Like, the more that we keep saying that, the more we realize that, oh yeah. So if a woman comes in and she's pregnant and I want to make sure she gets a really good exper- experience, but she, you know, and we, we also keep her safe during this time and and these are going to be new movements to her okay maybe she doesn't clean with a barbell you know maybe she cleans with dumbbells because i just I don't think she has as much awareness yet. But then also it's like, who am I to judge? Yeah. If I'm walking her through it and I'm coaching it and she looks good and she feels comfortable and she's like, hey, I want to try this with a light barbell. It's actually funny. I think the woman that wants to start CrossFit once she's pregnant, probably pretty calculated. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. probably got a pretty good head on her shoulders to say like, yeah, this is something that's a big deal, but I'm going to be smart about it. And I think this is the best thing for me right now. And I'm going to do it. I- I'm going to be the the last one to judge a woman on what she can do pregnant. <laughs> so. Is there anything for the both of you around diet that you would recommend? Any don't, different? Eat, don't eat for two. That's not real. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. I know. Really? It's funny. When I got, so when I got pregnant the first time, my best friend in the world gave me this book and it was like the best friend's guide to pregnancy. And I started like the first chapter was like, pregnancy should be a, a nine month break from working out. And I was like, what the hell is this Who book? Who wrote this book? 
<laughs> who wrote this book and where can I find them and take them out? I mean, the diet thing, again, everybody's different. But for me, I stayed paleo zone for both pregnancies. My second pregnancy, I was a little bit more lean on the paleo part in the regard to I had a little bit more, had a little bit of rice and gluten-free bread, but nothing made me more sick than not eating, than eating something else. Like I remember one time I was in Australia and it was the only time I got morning sickness. I've been eating paleo the whole time. We, I, I was on the road. I was traveling for CrossFit for like a month and uh, my husband and I had gone together and that night we went out with uh, one of the guys I work with, Danny Meller. And we all got ice cream. And I thought I, the next morning I was convinced we were going to have to pull over because I was so sick. And it is it's it is fascinating because, I mean, ever, again, everybody's different. But in my experience with a lot of people, just the cleaner that you can try to eat, the overall better outlook people have. So even if you're, even if, you know, if you're not eating the best quantity or quality or whatever, if you eat a bowl of ice cream, even when you're not pregnant, generally people are like, eh, I shouldn't eat that. And then you put like kind of what Claire was saying, you put on top of it like I'm bloated and I don't know why and I don't feel good and my stomach's in my throat and then all of a sudden you're like and I ate ice cream the other day and you're like oh my god this is not I'm never gonna get out of this this is terrible <laughs> so I think it's somewhat mental too like it just compounds in that way but again I've had a lot of women that eat paleo and they still get morning sickness and I've had a lot of people that don't eat paleo and they don't have morning sickness so there's probably something true about it in general but again who knows I have a question. One more question for the both of you. Anything, this isn't super CrossFit related, but anything, any advice you give about like what kind of support system you need or like anything that was really, really important for you during your pregnancy? And I know that's super individual, but what was your, what was your thing that was like super important for you? Let's see. I mean, I think for me, it's going to sound cheesy, but like every day I would go into the gym. Like I remember the first, when I had Harriet, you don't really realize that. I know everyone always says like, oh, you're becoming a mom. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I would always, I mean, like that stuff just never resonates with me. Claire, that was all Claire was. Yeah. But I, I just nodded my head. Yeah. However, I think when I actually would go to the gym and the moms at my gym would be working out, they'd come over and they'd be like, oh, you just keep it up. Like you look great. Or you're like, oh, how's it going? Are you doing the, you know, are you doing a baby room or whatever? Like, I don't know. I just, it was really neat because I admire them in a lot of different ways in the way that, you know, they have kids all different ages. They have a ton of different jobs. They do, a, you know, they come to the gym at all different hours of the day to make it work. And they have kids that, you know, do a million different activities. And I don't know. I did at that point. I was like, yeah, this is a cool club. Like at some point I kind of, the support system maybe wasn't specific, but just going to the gym and having moms kind of, yeah. And having them know that like exactly what you're going through, because you know, a lot of people don't really get it and they can have fun with it. But also, so anyways, I think that wasn't a specific support system, but that was no, but I well, think for both pregnancies, yeah, that was a big. I think there's something really, really valuable about. I mean, I'm a therapist by day, so I always yeah. tell patients when they're going through something really, really specific that they. It is vital to surround yourself with people who know exactly what you're going through. Like therapy it's helps so on some level, but like nothing replaces having someone who knows exactly what you're going what through. You're going through, yeah. It's so true. And then like now being on the other end of it too, you know, we, we've had a, oh my God, we had like nine babies born at the gym in the past nine months. It's, it's spreading like wildfire. 
I, I get excited. I'm like, I'm so excited for them. And I think, you know, the funny part is I'm excited for them because they're pregnant, but also because they're pregnant and doing CrossFit. And I really, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I don't think there's any better way to take care of yourself when you're pregnant than doing a workout that is going to keep you motivated and healthy and able to do so many different things. Like if you're a runner and you just run and then you get pregnant and you hate running because it doesn't feel good, like what do you do? Yeah, you're screwed. Whereas if you're a CrossFitter and you're like, man, one of the 98 different movements that we do doesn't feel good, you can swab it for something else. But then on top of it, just having a community of people, I'm like, I really, people are, admire our pregnant women so much that I think that community side helps them keep coming back because it is encouraging. If you come and, you know, some guy or woman is like, oh my God, you did so great on that workout. That was so fun to watch. That's motivating and encouraging. And I, it does help them come back and stay consistent. It's cool. My final question. You're you can answer the question, oh, Claire. My, okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're not getting out of this alive. Uh, my support system. I Well, first of all, I really agree that it was really fun when people would be like, oh, my gosh, it's so – like inspiring to watch you work out and I would be like really because I feel like a beached whale and totally. my leggings don't fit and I just had to buy like a size 400 in Lulu bras and you know like but I started sweating before I even got out of the car <laughs> but like if you think that it's you know but like okay yeah you're right it is kind of cool that I'm here and so that was kind of fun I don't know if for support system when I was pregnant what was important I definitely, you know, when people would be like, oh, you're going to be a mom. I'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. But I did think it was cool that it, like, when we went to LA for the CrossFit Games, afterwards we went to San Diego. Uh, my mom lives there and we hung out for a couple extra days just on the beach and I was getting a pedicure from this from this Asian woman and I, she didn't speak very, you know, English very well and I, in another life, you know, would have, I have literally nothing in common with this woman except for that she has kids. And so because I was pregnant, I had something in common with her and we like were able to talk about it. And it was like, this is, it kind of hit me that like, I am joining this group of women in history and around the world that like, I now have something very, very deep in common with them, which is cool. And like, I might not even speak the same language as you. I might not literally have a single other thing in common with you, but now I understand something about your core being. Totally. And that's cool. That is cool. So how would you say just one, one, example that being a crossfitter has impacted you as a parent it's a really good question because I feel like I'm always thinking of examples on a day-to-day basis and now I'm like drawing a blank but I think there's a lot of things that maybe as a coach but maybe as a crossfitter that I try and tell my athletes or that I, I try and do myself and then having the patience to let your kid kind of go through the same process is definitely something that I pull from that so you know like our daughter our older daughter walked really really late and you know as a parent you're like oh my god is she ever gonna walk like what's going on you know and uh <laughs> and now you're probably like oh my god I wish you were still not walking yeah, totally. And now, like during that process, just kind of, I don't know, just seeing that, you know, her process of going through that and not kind of wanting to try and force it, I guess the the same thing in a, in a CrossFit workout or a CrossFit jo- goal that you have is part of what makes it great is that it doesn't just happen for you, you have to work for it. And the people that get the most out of the CrossFit, out of CrossFit in general, I think are the ones that can acknowledge that of, you know, one, if I can't do something, there is a way to enable me to be able to do it. And two, I have to do the work to do it. And just kind of watching a kid go through that process, whether it's, you know, 
figuring out how to walk or, you know, a lot of other things that she loses patience on. It's kind of like, okay, well, that's a lot of the same stuff. And being patient is through that whole thing is important. So I don't know. That's kind of, I guess that's it. I think for me, it would be having a perspective on the fact that like in the moment, things seem a lot harder than they actually are. And this was like, yeah, like right now, Miles is teething and it's the worst. And Uh yesterday was like, probably the hardest day so far of having a baby we just like neither of us had any sleep he was screaming all day long I was crying just as much as he was practically I did have a moment where I was like this is you know I didn't specifically think like oh this is like a crossfit workout but I kind of thought like you know back on those experiences that I've had where it's been like you're just you feel like you were just neck deep in it and you're never going to get out and this workout is never going to end and you're just going to die holding onto that barbell and you know and like Obviously, it's kind of on a different plane, but I I did. It was kind of nice to be like, okay, you know, I have been in this like deep, dark moment of the soul before and I've gotten out of it and that's going to happen again. Totally. I'm sorry to cut this short. We're out of time. Oh, oh. oh. (laughs) I always feel like I could talk to you guys. I know (laughs) we could just keep going forever and ever. You were on episode 81 for listeners who want to go back and listen to the other episodes that Nicole's been on with us. Uh, Episode 81 and episode 96. And that's when we had you and Cherie on together so fun yeah time flies you also i think i emailed you after i watched the rich froning movie and i was like nicole do you know that you have like a small cameo in that movie and you're like i do did you you ever watch it no and like so many people have told me that and i'm like i gotta go watch that movie i keep getting like the timestamp for when you're in it it is such a good movie first of all yeah but then it just shows you know like i think it was what what show did you do was it the after show of the, the, update the, show. Update show, yeah. the update show and so it was a, a flash of the update show and i was like that's nicole it was when you I had the her. awesome white outfit on with the with the bouffant hair oh yeah yeah when i was trying to be stacy tovar totally it was awesome <laughs> that was like my favorite episode ever because i was like i wonder if the woman that does my hair can do this and then stacy just happened to like she did it like a youtube video on how she does her hair or she talked about it somewhere. I can't use remember. A bump so I just it? pulled that up. Yeah, how she does the bump. Does she use a bump it? Oh, no, she doesn't. Oh, no. <laughs> that oh, would have been Can you, can you imagine back. doing a handstand push with a bump it on? Oh, that's, that's yeah, illegal. No, that, would be, oh. that has to be illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do handstand push-ups all the time with one bobby pin on my head, and then I get like this scab thing. It's disgusting. Oh. Ew. Ew. So That's gross. <laughs> I just solved that problem by not doing handstand push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so listeners, if you guys want to ask Nicole any questions, uh, if you especially specifically yeah. around pregnancy, you can reach her at CrossFitRoots.com. I'm, I'm assuming your contact information is on your guys' website. Yeah, and then if I can help you guys out anyway there i can always answer questions somewhere absolutely yeah if you guys yes. want to shoot us a question as well girls gone wad at gmail.com Sorry, i always mess it up girls gone wad <laughs> at gmail.com we're happy to pass that along too um again our, support our sponsor kalo com. get your wedding ring get your silicone rings and support the podcast by entering code ggw at checkout good luck with the open you guys oh my god yeah, it's, it's, here. Here. it's an and amrap of mate drinking have so much fun you guys have to come up for some muscle I will absolutely take well, you, you up on that. Please do. And yes. I'll just I mean, come up to Instagram it. Yes. Yeah, I'm like totally. an Instagram husband only. It's like an Instagram BFF. <laughs> You're like an Instagram and 
Oh, I just looked at Dave Castro's thing. Yeah? I think it's two barbells. You think? See the pens coming out of it or whatever that is? Yeah, the straws. The straws. It, what do they call the player? I think... barbells. Oh. Nicole, you know. She, she's going to be right on. But I know. But I but I like she knows. She's like you tuned in. You like know in. how he You're how tuned into his brain. It's like the whole uh. football thing. I love it. I love it. We're going to like, she's going to be right. We're going to be like, Nicole's like, what, what, you're like the fortune teller of CrossFit. Yeah, you're like that mm-hmm. squid who predicts who's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> what is that? Haven't you ever heard about that? No. Interesting. Yeah, there's like a squid in an aquarium somewhere and they like, the like the plate so that it like suctions on it. I don't know. <laughs> it has like a good track record. Nicole? <laughs> you following. I know. Like I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, you, you totally could. have a talent. You like don't the even people know. Who, like, or like there's all these you know, like for March Madness. Totally. There's yeah. so many mm-hmm. uh, like animals and inanimate objects that are supposed to be able to predict yeah. March Madness wins. Yeah. That could That's, be you. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. totally going to do it. <laughs> oh my God. You have this hidden talent you didn't even know, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the things we're bringing to the world of CrossFit through this podcast. <laughs> it's incredible, really. <laughs> Thank you so right much. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being on the show. Thanks and for um, me, guys. Yeah, you guys. Kill it at the open and we'll and happy open season. It's here. Happy open season. May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, listeners, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye guys.